Voces are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam Collett and I are bringing you the latest in Queensland racing news. My name is Alyssa Smith. It's great to have you along with us on SEN Track. Sam, always a pleasure to see you. You've been very busy once again. Yes, I have. It's a bit of a hectic day for me today, actually. Friday, I'm heading back to the motherland to ride tomorrow uh, at Palmerston North for group one day back home. So excited to see a few of my family and friends, even though it's an extremely fleeting visit. Uh, Hopefully it's not too cold. So hang on. You're riding group ones tomorrow. It's Friday. When are you coming back? So I fly. Aren't you riding on Sunday here? Yes, I'm riding on Sunday here. So I catch a very early flight out of Auckland uh, at about half past six in the morning. So I'm going to have to leave my little house uh, in Waikato at about half two in the morning to catch the plane to get back here. And then I'll be right and ready to go. You'll be surprised when you're this size, it's easier to sleep on a plane. (laughs) So I'm a very well um, experienced sleeper on a plane. So I just curl up. Have a sleep, strategic nap, and I'll be ready to go for the Sunny Coast races Sunday. I was going to say, how do you prepare yourself for something like that? If you're up at 2.30 in the morning after you've just been racing all day, how many races do you have over in NZ? So at this stage, it looks like I've got a full book of rides. There's four stakes races on the day, which is um, headed by the Group 1 size Produce Stakes, which is a $350,000 race. Um, There's obviously a good support card. I think there's $50,000 minimum stake money for the support races. So I think I've got about... Uh, 10 rides. There's 10 rides out at this stage. So it'll keep me on my toes. So every single race. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you even have time to catch up with family and friends? <laughs> no, I don't actually. I did say to my mum and that, I said, if you want to come and see me, it's going to have to be for about an hour on Friday night when I get home. I'm when you gonna... arrive. <laughs> yeah, that's Before it. I have to sleep yeah, again. good luck. Sorry, i got places to be. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a few months, but you'll be all right. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> so how quick is the turnaround? Like once once you finish your races, you've got a, a few hours drive back to your house in NZ. Yes. Close so your eyes for a few hours and yep. then you've got to drive a few hours again. Yeah, so what the time difference, me heading home on Friday means essentially a three-hour flight back to Auckland and New Zealand is a six-hour flight right. because we go, you know, three hours forward, so I lose three hours in time. And then my house is a two-hour south you know, trip south from Auckland. So I'm pleased I'll be able to have a little bit of time at home. I won't get back to my home too late, but then it's a four-hour drive from my place to Palmerston North where the meeting is. So I'm hoping to hook a ride so I won't have to drive down there. And and then I'll get a ride back home on the Saturday night and then obviously leave my place very early on Sunday morning. Wow, that is dedication. (laughs) And then how many many rides so far do you know? How many you've got on Sunday? Uh, I think I've got half a dozen on Sunday at this stage, so... Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes the adrenaline kicks in, doesn't it? And oh, yeah. you're even more prepared because you are you know you've yep. got to be on your game because you've been so busy. Yep. You're more alert and more attentive, I guess, um, in some cases. For sure. Uh, I'll always find when I've been busy, say like off the back of the, the week that was last week, you know, Tuesday races at Ballina, Wednesday races at Doombin, Thursday races at Ipswich, Friday races at Sunshine Coast, Saturday races at Eagle Farm, Sunday races at Sunshine Coast. It's Monday where I'm like, Oh, I'm so dead. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. You know, it's not until I think, and most people were probably the same, like, yeah. you know, your footy players and stuff, they're full on, going full on. It's not until they actually get a chance to sit down. They're like, wow, 
tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> day off. Yeah. Day off. Yeah, recovery day. Yeah. So Monday is your recovery day? Absolutely. Um, but I don't can't really sit still for that long unless I'm really tired. So, you know, because I've been taking up golf in my spare time. Amazing. And go and bash the golf ball around and spend probably more time trying to find it than actually hitting it. But it's still good for my mental uh, well-being. Yeah, I like it. Therapeutic, <laughs> huh? Well, sometimes if you can find <laughs> yeah. the golf ball, so that is. Yeah. If you can't, that's another story, yeah. isn't it? Uh, well, Sam, it, it has been such a massive weekend, um, Sunshine Coast last Friday. You had seven rides there. It was hectic. And I yeah. said to you a little bit earlier that it ended up, I was under the pump because we have a very short time between each race. And normally you sort of like, 35 minutes, maybe 45 minutes between each race. So if you're in every race, it seems to give you plenty of time to, you know, weigh out for your next ride, you know, clean up your gear from the race before, get everything organised. And we had a bit of an incident on Friday night where the ambulance was running a bit late. Uh, so they were trying to make up time between the first and second race. You know, obviously the last race was scheduled to be at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and if we, you know, we don't really want to be going over that, time frame mm. so they make it up by shortening the you know the time between each Shorty race so runs. I was under the pump <laughs> on Friday night and um lo and behold I get to my third race and I'm obviously in race four and most of the time I get my colors given to me you know prior to me riding the horse so I can be organized and, and get my colors on and I've gone out for the third race and the trainer of the horse that I was riding, he wasn't um, there, but I'd spoken to him earlier in the morning about, you know, racing tactics. So I've gone to get on this horse, I've talked to the owners, you know, this is the game plan. Um, anyway, I get on and I'm thinking, something's not quite right here. And I looked at my saddle, you know, the saddle's right. And I'm thinking, have they put the saddle on the wrong horse here? I was like, this is wild. Anyway, I walk around, no one's noticed anything. I go to trot down to the barriers and I'm thinking, this is the wrong, something's wrong here. And mm. I look down and I've got the wrong silks on. I'm thinking, you stupid girl. The wrong silks. Oh, colours on. Sorry, yeah. the wrong colours on. So yeah, I yeah. said to you, it's like probably going out for a footy game with the wrong jersey on. Oh, I gosh. felt like such a fool. But I'd managed to get past sort of the stewards and the owners and no one had really brought it to my the attention. The owners didn't notice either. <laughs> <laughs> so crisis averted, I managed to get back to the birdcage to change my colours over and, you know, no harm was done. But... Um, yes, certainly a, wow. an error in my behalf because I just was sort of a bit under the pump and wasn't paying attention. Silly. Oh, things happen when you're, when you're <laughs> under the pump and a bit stressed. <laughs> yeah. What colour were you wearing? What colour were you meant to be wearing? I was meant to be wearing, um, these sort of pink colours and I had these brown and white ones on. <laughs> for, so that's were, pretty obvious. Uh, that's a big difference. So stupid. <laughs> the ones I had on with my horse in the fourth race. So no wonder you're just I, I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> so confused. But anyway. Um, on Saturday, you raced at Eagle Farm. You had another winner. You were getting closer to that 1,000. I know. I'm only five away now. It's tantalizingly five close. Five wins away <laughs> from getting 1,000 winners. Yeah, it Amazing. was a, a fantastic day Saturday. We obviously only had a couple of rides in town. Um, Binding was the mare that I won on for Lee Friedman. Yes. Um, I had only rode to her once earlier in her career as a two-year-old, and she always sort of struck me as a filly on her pedigree that she was going to run what we call like a middle distance trip and further. So a mile uh, to 2,000 metres, 2,400 metres, et cetera. So her two-year-old run was solid because, it, you know, 1,200 metres was well short of what we thought would be her pet distance. Um, she's hit the line well. Since then, um, I hadn't ridden her. She had a few placings, won a race, had a break, came back in this preparation and had two runs that probably looked like they were subpar performance-wise. Um, obviously, Saturday... 
Uh, she was up to a mile, so third up run. So what that means is essentially she's fitter for the first up run over 1,200 metres. was always probably going to be too short. Right. Uh, she's got back, which is probably against her normal racing pattern, but because it was a shorter distance, they're running faster earlier. She settled in the further half of the, you know, back half of the field and ran to the line well. And that's sort mm-hmm. of what you want on a horse that's looking to get to a 2,000 metre, you know, plus trip. It's what you expect of them. Uh, her second up run... Uh, she probably raced a little bit fresh still. Uh, and what we can call sometimes is a little bit of a second up syndrome where they run sort of out of their skin first up stairs and then second up they can probably still be improving fitness wise. Huh. Uh, and she raced, you know, close to speed, which is a customary role uh, normally um, and probably just came to the end of her run fitness wise. And she was also running well out of her grade against older horses. So, you know, Three-year-olds, two-year-olds will normally run against three-year-olds. Three-year-olds will normally run against three-year-olds. But there are certain times where, you know, trainers can put them, you know, race them against the older horses if it's not a specific, like, um, race for their age. So it's obviously tougher when you take all that into mm. consideration. So um, anyway, we went out. She'd drawn a wide barrier, which normally is a bit of a hindrance, but because this mare's got good natural speed, I was able to jump out, um, find myself in front and leading the field and was able just to dictate the speed from in front. So try and rate her um, and do like an even sectional. So they time us per furlong. So each furlong I was able just to get, you know, have her relaxed, um, not going too fast, not going too slow. Uh, and she was able to sort of hit off all the challenges up the straight. And she only won by the barest of margins, but um, it was a really good strong win. Happy with it. Yes, everybody was happy. That's yeah. what we want. Happy owners, happy trainers, oh, happy good. jockey. That's good. Yeah, happy <laughs> jockey indeed. Yeah. And then you finished off the uh, the weekend at the sunny coast as always. Yes. Um, Overall Princess, you came second on that. Chris Monts and, and another third as well, another Jack with Chris Yeah, Monts another Jack's run was mm. really awesome because he first up, very green horse, which uh, is a strange thing to say if you're talking to someone like, it's not green, I've never seen a green horse, but <laughs> it was a term for an inexperienced yes, horse, yeah, as, yeah. As, you know, in layman's term. So inexperienced meant that he was very new, the early part of the race, the horses in front of him, you know, they'd sort of jumped out, they were traveling, finding a position, whereas he was still a little bit legs all over the show, and I'm having to sort of ride him along to help him, encourage him to keep on with the back of the field, you know, to keep him motivated and um, wasn't until probably the last 200 metres of the race, it was like the light bulb went off and all of a sudden he, he sort of really, you know, rattled into gear and, and got going and chased the other horses in front of him. And he was probably only two more strides away from winning the race. So oh. certainly one to be watching next start. Okay. Mm. All right, down another jack in our little black book. <laughs> hey, normally we have guests on this show, but we want to get a little bit deeper into horse racing itself, Sam, and we want to get your professionalism, your expertise on this. Racing tactics. Yes. So, you know, earlier you said you spoke to the trainer, you spoke about the tactics you wanted to use and how you wanted to ride this horse. Yeah. How does – so talk us through – how this comes to play, like obviously it depends on what barrier you're drawn in or barrier you're racing from and then also the type of horse, the age of the horse, the distance it's used to and also yeah. whether it's used to running at the back or the front. Yeah, so there's a heck of a lot that goes into it and I think I've said or mentioned before on our show that um, the the physical side of it's nowhere near as hard as the mental side of it, having to figure out what's happening in a very short mm. time frame and making those right decisions. So preparation is key normally. So, you know, what I would do most times 
when I'm preparing myself for, a, you know, a race, I go through the form of the horses. So I know I need to know where my horse is drawn, uh, how much speed is in the race. So early speed, early pressure or early speed in the race really dictates to you what kind of position you get in. If I've drawn an inside barrier, it doesn't really affect me as much because instantly I'm going to be from the barriers. If my horse jumps away cleanly, I'm going to be close to the fence getting an economical run, which is ideally what you want. You don't want to be too wide, covering too much extra ground. So an outside barrier draw, if you're not on a horse that has good tactical speed to go forward to clear the horses to your inside, if it's a field of 16 horses, I've got to, you know, get my horse out of the barriers quickly enough and not, you know, go too fast early to get clear of and not cause interference to those other 16 runners. Or the alternative is you ride the horse back in the field Mm. and then you are dictated to there. If it's a big field, if you're right at the back and the horse is in front of you, the tempo comes out of the race so they start going slow. Like I talked to you about the sectionals that they run. Yes. So, for example they're running 11s to the furlong, which is relatively quick. If they start backing the speed off in front of me and they're going to 12, 12 and a half seconds to the furlong, my horse at the back, when the speed goes back into the race as the pressure goes on, normally at the 600 metre mark of a race, I've got to be running, say they're running 34 seconds for the last 600 at the front. If I'm four lengths off the horse in front, I've got to be running a sub 33 last 600 to be competitive. So at that point of a race... You have to think, right, A, how fast are they going? Um, how am I going to have to save ground? You know, I, if I go around them, it's I'm covering extra ground. It's harder on my horse. It's not, you know, tactically a smart move. So you obviously want to ride for a little bit of luck. Um, and if you get luck, you look like a genius. <laughs> and if you don't get luck, then you look like a fool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And what about racing patterns as well? Yeah, so you see that more commonly where they put the rail in and out. So, for example, Saturday at Eagle Farm, the rail was in. Mm-hmm. It makes for a more true racing pattern, I guess you would say. What happens when they start moving the rail out is when you're back in the field, it's more of a disadvantage normally because you're having to cover extra ground around the corner, which is obviously, you know, the corner's been made wider because they've moved the rail. So it's harder for horses to get back normally when the rail's out. So if you're doing form, you're back in horses that want to get back when the rail's out, good luck to you because it might be a bit of a hard ask. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, um, you know, when you talk about horses who like to race in the front or the back, if you haven't ridden them before, if a trainer calls you up and says, you know what, um, I want you to come and ride my horse this weekend, how much preparation goes into that and how much time do you have with a trainer to work out your tactics for that race? It sort of varies. Some trainers, obviously, I would say 80% of trainers are on course on the day. Mm. Um, I will obviously do my homework and look back through the horse's video replays so I can get an assessment of how much early speed they have or, like you say, if they're horses that like to get back and chase. So when I've done that, I've had a look. I look at, like you say, the speed. I think they're going to go fast. And my horse also likes to go fast. Then how fast am I going to have to go to get an economical run um, or how far back am I going to have to go um, to, to get close to the fence from a wide draw? Or if you're drawn an inside barrier, I can jump. I've done absolutely no work early. Those horses outside of me are having to do extra work so it's harder for them. Therefore, I'm at an advantage drawing an inside barrier. So trainers will assess that um, and then it's our job obviously to execute that once the barriers are open. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I like it. 
far out. So there, you know, there's so many, so much that us punters from the side, you know, watching on. It's 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 amazing looking in from the outside because you know you don't realise just how much goes into race day. Yeah, it's it is hectic, and I always find myself during a race um, thinking, you know, I've got to be on the right back of the right horse, doing the right thing. Um, and sometimes, like you say, I look like a genius and sometimes I look like a fool. So we try and make the best decisions as quickly as we can for everybody's benefit. I like it. I like it. Well, Sam, stick with us. Um, and after the break, we'll have the latest in racing Queensland news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. See you in a moment. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track with Sam and I bringing you the latest in racing Queensland news. Sam, not long until you fly out to NZ. Give us a quick recap of tomorrow. It is a hectic day for you. Hectic. Leave in the morning. About nine o'clock's my flight. Actually, Luke's riding at uh, Rockhampton Friday, Saturday. So we're both at the airport, except he's domestic and I'm international. Um, so the two partners will be rocking up to the yeah. airport and waving goodbyes. Yeah, sayonara. Trolley along. Yeah, peace and quiet for the weekend. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't mean that at all. Uh, yes, so on the plane, three hours home, get into Auckland, back to the Waikato at my place. Saturday morning down to the races, four hours there, four hours back, ride some horses, hopefully some winners in the middle there, back on a plane, 6.30 Sunday morning from New Zealand, back to Brisbane, up to the Sunshine Coast to do it all again. Do you have any hot tips for Saturday? Ooh, um, there's actually a horse I'm riding for a very good friend of mine, trainer back home called The Hottie. So anyone, yes, I know, she's a horse I've ridden before, actually, before I moved over here. She had a run the other day um, just for fitness, a massive run. Uh, Rob Patterson, who's an absolute legend and has been fantastic to me, trains her. So that's a, that's my hot tip, the hottie. There you go. The hottie. The hot <laughs> tip is the hottie. I like it. I like it. Hey, you mentioned Rockham- Rockhampton as well because your partner Luke will be racing up there, who is also a jockey, obviously. Um, and uh, that, you know, it, it's funny because we don't have any racing anywhere else yeah. On Friday at the moment. No, it's a two two day meeting up there. They mm. have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar two odd race on the Saturday, so it's obviously attracted a you know a fair bit of support. Um, so yeah, no Sunday races. Uh, sorry, Friday races at the Sunshine Coast. There you go. Strange. And racing, as you mentioned, Rockhampton tomorrow, but also at Doomben tomorrow, Aquas Park Gold Coast on the Poly Track. Toowoomba is a night meet in the country though. Innisfail, Home Hill, Narama. Get there. It, Everyone. It is a country meet. <laughs> Back on the, in the census in 2016, there was 21 people in that That's town. That's wild. That's great, isn't it? Yes. And the races come to town. I would love to be there. Free camping for everyone as well. Well, we want to see your pictures, people, if you yes. were there. Let us know how it was. Amazing. And then at Mount Isa as well. On Sunday, of course, we finish off the weekend at the Sunshine Coast which is always a cracker. And you'll be back in time for that one too, Sam. So we'll be keeping an eye out for you. Safe travels. Thank you. Best of luck. Thanks for tuning in to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.